looking at verse 9. Verse 9. I'd like to thank the Sunday school teachers who who um, been so diligent in allowing us to combine all the classes as one uh, of taking this journey. Thank you, New Mission, for uh, taking the journey with us, whether you took it in whole or took it in part. I thank you for seeing the vision and being a part. Have you been blessed so far during the journey? Was the journey a blessing to you? Amen. I believe that they got one more class, and that's an assessment class, but they have finished. So I'd like to thank uh, Reverend Canellis for, for, for uh, really writing the material. Uh, Sister Rita Brooks for doing the material for the, for the children and the drawings for the children. All the teachers who've been so diligent. This has been a hard task, but I think a beneficial task. I think that we're going to see fruit from it much later in time, but I see some fruit from it now. For so all of those that, uh, that really stepped out with me, uh, Sister Stevens and Reverend Stevens and, and all the teachers, uh, just, just thank you. Just thank you. Just thank you. And all of you that took the journey, thank you. Uh, they are ahead of me. I still got about, counting a day, three more sermons <laughs> before I finish it. So, uh, so uh, bear with me. Amen. Uh, I'd like to thank the church for allowing Pastor Mabry from Greater Liberty to come at the 8 o'clock this morning. I heard he preached up a storm up in here. And we thank God for that. Uh, we, in the future, will exchange pulpits at the 1045 that you all can be blessed by his ministry also. Romans chapter 12. I am reading verse, I'll be starting at verse 9. I'm reading from, at least at this point, from the New King James. And it reads as such in our hearing. Let love be without dissimulation. A heart that which is evil, cleave to that which is good. Be kindly affectionate one to another with brotherly love. In honor, preferring one another, not slothful in business, but fervent in spirit, serving the Lord, rejoicing in hope, patient in tribulation, continuing instant in prayer, distributing to the necessities of the saints and giving to hospitality. We'll stop right there. I guess if I had to come up with a, um, with a title subject matter for this, it would be shining like Christ. Shining like Christ in the church. In the church. Father, even now, Lord, even, even now, 
through my cracks, allow your glory to shine. Through my weaknesses, allow your power to be displayed. Lord, through my brokenness, be poured out. Lord, I bring little to your much. So multiply what I bring with yourself and speak to us, your people. Lord, even now, speak to us, your people. Amen. I wonder how I was going to start it because these verses seem to be disconnected. But the truth of the matter is they, they, they are really connected because what Paul is giving us is how we ought to behave in the church. You would think that he wouldn't have to write how we ought to behave in the church. But the truth of the matter is, sometimes if there's any place where we act up, it's in. Uh, excuse me while I've been down and get some water, okay, man. I mean, you would think that since we've been saved and filled with the Holy Ghost and, 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 and that we all love each other, that, that there would be no instructions on how we handle one another or treat one another in the church. But the truth of the matter is, perhaps where first instruction ought to take place is how we bless each other in the church. Let me see if I can make it a little bit clear. Let's see if I can make it a little bit understandable. You see, because if we're not displaying Christ in the church, how in the world can we display Christ outside of the church? There's a, there's, 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 a, there's a real disconnect. There's, there's a real disconnect when we can treat each other any old way and, and, and we can handle each other any old way while we're supposed to be praising God in the church and, and get our feelings hurt in the church. I think that Paul helps us with this because Paul writes to the church of Corinth and to the church of Corinth, he has a problem with them even though he calls them saints, which means that they are saved. What he says to them is that many times you act not out of the spirit, but you're acting in the flesh. Just because we are saved, does that mean that we know how to handle ourselves in the spirit? We still many times do stuff and handle stuff in such a way that if we wasn't saved, there'd be some fighting up in. The mark, the mark, the mark, the mark, the mark, the mark, the identifying mark of the church in the church is stated in John chapter 13. He says, by this shall men know that you are mine by the way you love each other. Amen. He never said it was going to be easy. He never said that it's going to come out of your natural self. 
But he says that, that there ought to be an endeavoring. Paul writes in Ephesians chapter 4 that we have to endeavor, we have to strive, we have to put forth our best effort that there would be unity in the church because we all come from different backgrounds. We have different opinions. We have different experiences. All of us ain't all that sanctified. So, so, so guess what? So guess what? There's some folks you still got to deal with and they still hard to love in the church. See, I hate to say this, but I'm going to say it anyway. Sometimes we think our battles is on the outside, but sometimes there's some battles right on the inside. Dad, you know what? If I'm fighting with me, it's no problem with fighting with you. Yeah, I didn't catch that. Let's see if I can explain that. A lot of times the reason why we have an attitude with other folks is because we got an attitude with ourselves. Can I get along with you when I got issues with myself? How, how, how can I love you when I don't even like my? How can I stand you when I can't even stand my? Don't raise your hand. Don't, don't raise your hand. And let the truth be known, some days none of us can stand ourselves if we don't get along with the Lord. I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean, how can I say this? Let me. Somebody said, just say it. Okay. Some of us, how can I say? All of us may have attitude sometimes, but you shouldn't have an attitude all the time. The mark of us is love. Not that your name is on the roll. Not that you got a title. Not that you have an office. But that when folks meet you, there's an oozing of agape love that comes out of you. They can't help but smell Jesus. They can't help but sense Jesus. They can't help but Sometimes I think that we depend on grace too much. And what I mean by that, grace means that we are saved, sealed, and delivered. That no matter how I act, that I'm still going to be saved. But wait a minute, we're not talking about you being saved. We're talking about you representing Christ while you're here. Sometimes I think that we got to get back to basics. And Paul deals with some very what seem to be basic things in the church. And here in these first few verses, he's not talking about us on the outside. He's talking about us on the inside. He says, let love be without discrimination. Don't, don't, don't pick who you're going to love. Love everybody. Don't be choicy. If that's your brother, if that's your sister, and even though they may not have their act together, love them anyway. Oh, I know you all that now. I know, I know you got all your ducks in a row, but there was a time when you didn't. 
and somebody loved you through your mess. My, my brother and sister, we got to make up our mind that we got to, not, not that we accept everything, but we love folks through their mess. And we tell them when they're wrong, but we love them through their mess. We love them when they're unlovable because perhaps you loving them is going to be the very thing that brings them through. I mean, I mean, I mean, if everybody had to equal your standard, I'm so glad I'm not God. I'm so glad you're not God. We'd be striking folks. Boom, boom, boom. But God is God. I don't know about you. He's been long-suffering with me. He, he's been patient with me. I don't know about you, but I know God done put up with some stuff with me. He loved me through my mess. He loved me through my stuff. Sometimes I don't know why he loves me, but I know that he loves me. Is there anybody in the house know what I'm talking about? That God, God put up with you. God God was long-suffering with you. He bared with you. He loved you in spite of you. This is what I believe. I believe that when we are constantly allowing him to fill us with his love, and we have to allow that to happen, we have to ask for that to happen, we have to seek for that to happen. It just does not happen naturally. It's coming to him understanding that we are dependent on him to fill us every single day. And some days are rougher than other days. I mean, hold on. You can't wait till you get to work to ask him to fill you. You best ask him to fill you before you get to work. Because by the time you get to work, somebody done cut you off on the express. I'm telling myself. I'm telling myself. I was, I was probably operating off of like two, three hours of sleep. I was tired. Don't remember where I was going. But I remember that I was falling asleep while I was driving. I was going down Redding Road. Dangerous thing to do. I know. Dangerous thing to do. And I, I saw a stop. Like where there was no stop light. So I stopped. There was a car that was behind me who must have got mad, so they speeded up in front of me. And as they speed up in front of me, they stopped in front of me where there was no stop light. You know what they said? I'll get you back. <laughs> We sometimes, if I wasn't in myself, I was in myself, I would have speeded up in front of them and said, I'll get you back. <laughs> Don't laugh because some of y'all didn't did that. <laughs> Cussed them out, gave them a finger, not the right finger, not a, not a blessing finger, not peace sign. <laughs> yeah, peace sign. I didn't do that. Right? And have a Christian sign saying Jesus on board. 
playing gospel music, <laughs> blasting it so everybody can hear. What am I saying? This is what I'm saying. Unless we get filled up with Jesus at the beginning of the day, it may be too late to show Jesus throughout the day. Because by the time you get to work, Satan done done something to blow your attitude that you don't feel like asking Jesus to control your day. This is very practical. This is, this is very right now. He said, a hard evil. Don't laugh at it. Mark evil for evil. And the thing about it is that if we seek it after righteousness and after the mind of God, you see things as they are. Let me explain. That's folks in the church. I don't know about this church, but yeah, I know about this church. That's, that's folks in this church who live together. And just because you think you're getting married in a few months, you think it's okay. But wait a minute, don't you know that you set up bad seeds? And the, and the devil wants us to not see evil as evil, but evil comes to steal, kill, and it, let me explain. Everything from the devil is a seed to steal, kill, and destroy. He can't stand mankind. He hates mankind because we are made in the image of God and he can't stand us looking like God. So everything that is God calls evil, there's a reason why he calls evil. He calls it evil because he loves us. He wants the best for us and he sees the end result of that sea and how that sea that seems so innocent at first is going to destroy us at the end. It moves us out of our purpose. It moves us out of our place. It steals our blessings. It steals our joy. And some of us stay right where we're at instead of enjoying what God has for us. Did you know that God wants the best for us? Let me say that again. God wants the best for us. Somebody didn't get that. God wants the best, the very best, the very best. Got to know that. And the reason why you got to know that, it does not always appear as that. It does not always appear as that. But God, you got to wait. You, 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 Satan would try to give you something right now. God said, I'm going to mature you till you know to handle what I'm trying to give you. And when you begin to see what stuff does in people's life, because when you love folks, you care. When tragedy happens to them, it makes you cry. You may not even know them, but, but you weep when you watch the television. Sometimes you can't even watch the news. It disturbs you when folks are killing themselves. It hurts you when something happens in another country. You weep with them. You cry with them because the love of God got a hold of you. Sometimes, I hate to say it, 
We're not moving till it hits our house. But wait a minute. If it hits your neighbor's house, it doesn't hit your house. If, if, if it hits the neighborhood, it hits your house. If there's one person in the church, it hits your house. We are in this thing together. There has to be a kingdom perspective that we understand we are, we are, we are God's kids. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We, 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 we in this thing together that we represent our father. Yes, sir. May have a different last name, may have a different biological mother and father, but we got the same spiritual father. Amen. That connects us, not just temporarily, that connects us forever. I don't really think that we're going to understand how connected we are till we get to heaven. But the connection don't start when we get to heaven. The connection starts now. It starts now. Paul writes, and he writes it in such a way. Listen what he says. He said, a hard evil, but there's the opposite. Cleave. Chase after. Pursue. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. David says, one thing, one thing I desire, one, one thing I seek after, one thing I'm running after, that is to see the Lord in his temple with his beauty. I, I wonder, what are we seeking after? The church ought to be in hot pursuit after their God. There'll be something about us that, that, when, you, that when you nail me down, when, when they nail you down, the one thing above everything else you want is God. That you have tasted and seen that the Lord is good. And you don't have enough. You know, and you understand, you understand how this works. The more we eat, the more we want. The less we eat, the less we want. So what it comes down to is, are we feeding our spirit enough to have a hunger and thirst for God? No reading, no praying, no thirst. The more you read, the more you pray, the more you thirst. Uh, let me, let me, let me help. Sometimes we go through seasons. There's times when we are red hot. Can't pray enough. Can't read enough. On fire for God. But you can continue to do the same thing and just the emotions won't be there. Whoever told you your emotions are saved? We can't go by emotions. You can, we got to go by what we know. And what we know is that I need God. You need God. And though we may miss it, you don't have to keep on missing it. No, no, no last night you, you didn't pray last night. You didn't read. You was tired. Guess what? Do it tonight. There's always the, thank God that he keeps on waking us up to deal with the next day. Thank 
God, thank God he's faithful. Thank, thank God, thank God that he keeps on doing for us, even though we don't always do for him. Thank God that, that he said, that's okay, do it today. If you haven't started, start today. My, my God, is it, look how good God, he kept us while we didn't till we get to the place till we do. Grace and mercy kept us when we didn't. So now walk in what you know and do it today. It's, it's not too late. Do it today. As long as you got breath in your lungs and blood in your heart, do it today. Let me walk on. Be kindly affectionate one to another. Wow, 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 wow. Notice what it doesn't say. It doesn't say, love those who love you. It don't say that. It doesn't say, be affection, kindly affected to those who are kindly affectionate to you. No. You know what it means? When the opportunity comes to whoever comes your way, show the love of Christ. Man, I'm challenging y'all today. This is challenging. Even if they got a frown on their face, make their day. Even when, even when, even, even when they don't treat you right. You know, I, I think that we all play. We, we, all, we all think like this. Whose day can I make today? And find how many ways we can bless somebody else. How many folks can you change their attitude? Don't wait on them. You start it. Watch, I mean, sit on the edge of your seat for an opportunity to bless somebody else. Go, go, go through the, 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 the line of Starbucks and buy the person behind you a coffee and tell the person, say, God bless you, Christ bless you. Looking for, uh, and I think that when, you, when we begin to approach it like that, God will begin to open up doors. God will bring people our way. After a while, you begin, Lord, quit sending them. There. Too many come. I mean, we're looking for opportunity in ministry. If it's people around us, we work with people. We walk by people. We... God so loved the world that he loved people in the world that he gave his only begotten son. We are ambassadors of that message. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 20. We are ambassadors. We are representatives of the kingdom of Christ, which means no matter where we go, no matter where we are, we represent him, and it's an opportunity to allow our light to shine that somebody will see Christ in us. Wait a minute. If I'm going to have that mindset for the people on the outside, how much more? 
How much more? How much more than the house? Let's go on. Let's go on. Let's go on. He said, honoring. How can I say this? Somebody said, just say it. I know, but I'm going to say it in a way that people can understand it. You know, it don't take that much just to give respect. Somebody said, nowadays people don't even know what that is. That is treating people the way you would like to be treated. That's just being courteous. Have courteous. Be, be courteous. Just, just, just do what ought to be natural to us. I know, I know you came from a baby family like me. But just because we came from a baby family don't mean we got to keep on being baby children. Just because in our history, grandmama was like this, papa was like this, daddy was like this, great-great-granddaddy was like this, well, make it stop with you. Just because there was a curse in our bloodline don't mean that curse got to continue on. I'm going to say this. Some of us don't know the difference between a curse and a blessing. There's some stuff that came down the line that been passed from one generation to one generation and we like it. But to be honest with you, it was planted by the devil. And we, we, we need to recognize that everything we got from our papa and our mama wasn't from God. Y'all need an illustration. Let's give an illustration. Just because mama and daddy cuss like a seller don't mean you got to cuss like a seller. And listen, in all of our families, was passed down good and bad. In all of our families, there was passed down good and bad. And the things that have carried over even after we are saved, that we identify with, it's a venice thing. It's a, it, it runs in the family. It, it go, you can trace it back two, three, four, Five generations. And sometimes we say, well, I guess this is just the way. Who told you that lie? If it's not from God, you don't have to accept that. I believe that we as Christians got the power. We have the power. Listen, we have the authority. We have the authority not in my house, it stops here. Break it in your children. Break it in your grandchildren. My God, do you know the power that it took to save you? It was power enough to break everything. 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 Everything that came down the line. Guess what? I'm not of the blood of the venison anymore. 
I'm covered by the blood of Jesus. And the blood of Jesus broke everything. I have to agree. I have to agree with that. I have to agree and accept what the Lord has given me. I have to denounce some things. I know my grandpappy had it. I know my daddy had it. I refuse. I refuse. Until we get serious about it, we will never see the power of God released in our life. You know what the saddest thing is? is to see yourself in bondage and see your little cute baby. And Satan is taking claim over an area of that baby's life when they are six months, eight months, a year. Because we did not know that we had the authority to say, not in me, not in my child, not in my house. I break it in me in the name of Jesus. The devil is a liar. No more, no more. My brothers and sisters, that's the power of the church. That's that's the power of our salvation. That's the power of who we are now in Christ Jesus. That's the power of the kingdom. That's the power of being children of God. That those things that was a monkey wrench in our lives no longer has to take precedent in our life. There is victory. There is deliverance. There is freedom. There is there. You might have to struggle for a year, two years, Five years, but you gotta have a made up mind. I will walk in victory. Matter of fact, I am walking in victory. It hasn't manifested itself yet, but I'm determined. And what we don't get, what we don't get is we're not just talking about you. We're talking about your baby. We're talking about your grandbaby. We're talking about your great. Not that they have to, but once Satan has the right to visit them with the same. That's why alcoholism just don't run one generation, it runs the next generation. That's why addiction just don't run one generation, it goes to another generation. That's why all this stuff seems to carry on. And we see ourselves in our children. Enough is enough. Oh, y'all, 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 y'all didn't hear me. Enough is enough. So somebody need to say it like they mad at the devil. Enough is enough. Oh, somebody need to say it like they mean it. Enough is enough. Somebody need to say it like they taking back authority. Give me back my children. Give me back my grandchildren. Enough is enough. Enough, 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 
We can be kind. We can be affectionate. We can show brotherly love. Oh, yes, we can. Oh, yes, we can. Even though your natural nature may not be that, who told you to walk in your natural nature? We're talking about spiritual. We're talking about spiritual. If you're saved by the Spirit of God, there is a sign. We are filled with the nature of Christ. The fruit of the Spirit is love, it's, it's joy, it's, it's peace, it's gentleness, it's long suffering, it's charity. Oh, it's in the control. It's in you. It's in you. If you got the Spirit of God, it's in you. Be released today. Be released today. In the name of Jesus, be released today. In the power of God, be released today. There's some folks you've been struggling. You don't struggle no more. It's in you. Look what it says. It says, it says, it says, it says, it says, it says. Preferring one another. There ought to be such a blessing in the house. So we can't help but want to run the church. The thing is, when I get here, what's going to meet me? What am I going to give when I get here? What are you going to give when you get here? What, what we ought to be able to, to give is out of your mouth you prepare to speak blessings. You're taking the power of speaking God's word into somebody else. Speaking over folks, speaking blessing to folks, speaking, speaking, speaking what the word says. You know what? One of the hardest things is to speak blessing to somebody don't like you. They just roll their eyes at you. You know what? You ought to bless them even more. Wait a minute. Let me, cor- let me, cor- let me correct some thinking. Don't say, Lord, bless him. No, no. Because what you really meant in your heart Let's curse them. <laughs> I think that it don't come that easy. I think that sometimes you got to pray about speaking blessing over somebody because in your heart, you don't want to. And God has to condition us. God has to condition us. God has to condition us to do what he has asked us to do because he's God. Our relationship with him takes precedence over somebody dissing you. Let me say it again. 
relationship with our Father in heaven takes precedent over our ego, over our pride, over what somebody's done. That's the only way we can forgive folks. That's the only way we can let go of stuff is that our relationship with him takes precedent. It's more important than what anybody else can do. And we refuse for anybody to get in the way of this right here. Because if I can't love you, it affects this. Nobody can be big enough in your life to affect what you have with your God. Because what you have with your God is so much better than what anybody else can ever do for you. Oh, you might have to go. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying being a walking mat. Stay out of their way. Love them from a distance. You don't have to come to my house. I don't have to come to your house. You don't have to call. I can change my number. If I know you're going to be there, I won't be there. But I'm loving you from a distance because I'm praying God bless you real good. Bless you so much in relationship that one day we can be friends. I will excuse myself from your presence. You start, excuse me. I think I got to go. I got an appointment. Feel yourself getting hot. Got to go, got to go, got to go. Well, why you leave this off so? I got an appointment with Jesus. Get to the car. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, I want to want to knock their dentures out, but Lord, you gave me better sense. I got up out of there and praising down the road. Let's go on. That's what it says. Not slowful in business. Know what he's saying? That the church ought to be on fire. And everything we do, we do it as though we're doing it unto the Lord. So even if you're on your job, you ought to be the best employee, one of the best employees, because you're doing it unto the Lord. Got a phone call, and I ought to be getting phone calls all the time. It was from a, um, what's that? car place, that place that sell automotive stuff. Huh? Thank you, I was an auto zone. And they asked me, did I know anybody that wanted to be hired? So I, 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 I investigated, I said, you, you said, you, you know this is a church? He said, yeah, I'm calling churches. He said, because I had a couple of employees that was Christians. And they were so faithful workers, so good workers. I'm calling churches to see if they got anybody that I can hire because they were my, they were my best employees. 
I was shocked. Because sometimes I get phone calls saying, you know, you got a person that goes to your church that works here, and they done. <laughs> but <laughs> but I'm, I'm serious about that. But it should be that jobs ought to be calling the church. It ought to be that we have such an impression that once you say you are a Christian, but the truth of the matter is in the business world, they don't want to hire Christians. Because they feel like we, we, we take excuses to take longer breaks because instead of working, we witness them. Your greatest witness is them seeing you do what you're supposed to do. You know, you know, they're not paying you to be 15 minutes late every day. Let's, let's go, let's, let's. I'm tired today. Y'all got to put up with me. Let's go on. Business, and listen, if, if this transferred to business outside of the church, how much more in the church? Verbing in spirit. We ought to be red hot for God. And even if we're not feeling it, we ought to still know that we ought to be and do it until our feelings catch up. Revelation says, he says, you know, I'd rather for you to be hot or cold than lukewarm. He said, lukewarm make you want to throw up. You, you know, you know, you know, you know, he said, because if you cold, you know you cold. You know, but, but the problem with loop, lukewarm is that you don't even know you're lukewarm. You, we think we fine. We think we doing good. And God is saying, you giving me half-hearted praise. You giving me half-hearted, you come to church like, like I ought to pat you on your back. You don't think church start until you get there. And you think that somebody ought to thank you because, wait, 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 wait a minute. This isn't about us. Listen, I can drop dead today and your praise should not be affected. God moves from Moses to Joshua without batting an eye. So nobody stopped God's program. Nobody. Listen, listen, listen. He, he, you, you see the end of, 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 of Deuteronomy. He said he buried Moses. They mourn. And then, then you start in Joshua that, that God says, my servant Moses is dead. Joshua, rise up and take the land. If you 
are still grieving over dead stuff. And we are still holding on to if I would have, should have. We allow stuff of the past to keep us where we are. But our God is a God of motion, a God of action, and he's moving on. And we got to quit. We got to forget the things of the past, the things that are behind us and press towards the mark of the high calling. Uh, my God, my God, my God. Don't, don't, don't get me wrong. I, I know we missed opportunities. I know some things you may never get back. But don't miss what God has for you in the future because you're still grieving about the things of the past. I mean, okay, you got divorced. So what? Serve God. Okay, it didn't work out. Serve God. Listen, I cannot, you cannot wait on a single Terry blessing and miss out on the other blessings that is on your way. I said this before. Sometimes we got to intentionally, intentionally turn from our area of lack. Let me say that again. Sometimes we have to, my Blair, can I use you as an example? You did not have any naturally born children, but that didn't keep you from having children. You have mothered a lot of us. You got more children than a whole lot of mothers. You may not have birthed them, but it feel like you birthed them. You love them like you birthed them. If you would have kept on looking at the fact that you couldn't have children, you would have missed the children that was coming your way that God used you to bless in many ways, and I'm one of them. My God, my God, what, what are you missing? Because you keep on looking at what you don't have instead of thanking God for... Listen, if the train don't come down this track, it must be coming down this track. So I turn from this track to this track and worship God for the blessing that's coming down this track. You turn from what you don't have, turn to what you do have, because God is blessing somewhere. Women, 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 women. If I don't see it here, I need to look here. If I don't see it here, I need to look here. If I don't see it here, I ought to look here. If I don't see that, I ought to look there. If I don't see it here, I ought to look there. There's one of those areas God is showing himself. You just got to look at the place where God is blessing, then praise God like there is no tomorrow and enjoy where he's blessing. I 
was, I did that like I got a watch on. I don't know what I'm thinking. Church on fire. Choir on fire. I'm not just talking about emotional fire. He said fervent in spirit. There ought to be something in us that says, I said I wouldn't, but I can't help myself. Getting mad at God, disappointed with God, but your favorite song comes on. Say you wouldn't say it. Won't God set you up? Won't God set you up? God will allow the song to come on that you can't help yourself. He'll allow somebody to speak a word to you and next thing you get convicted. Won't God, won't God bless you backwards? I mean, you didn't even see it coming and it tackles you and you are surprised by the way you come from. I didn't see you come, but God wants to surprise his children. He wants to do it in such a way where your mouth drops open and says, my God is an awesome God. My God is a bad God. Lord, 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 Lord. I think that sometimes we miss it because we dictate to God the way we want it. You know what? Sometimes you just got to let God do it. You got to say, Lord, you know. Lord, you know. You know how I do. I trust you with it. Watch God bless your socks off with your shoes on. Yes, I will. Serving, serving the Lord. There has to be an area in all of our lives that we can say we're serving God. Talking to a person who, who said, oh, Venice, um, you know, I taught for so many years, I'm older, I just don't have the physical strength to do it anymore. I said, I understand that because while you could, you did. That's it, that's it, that's it. So I said, wait a minute. You got grandbabies, right? You got great grandbabies. You got great, great grandbabies. Matter of fact, if I understand it right, you got a lot of great, great grandbabies. Matter of fact, if I understand it right, they over your house all the time, ain't they? I said, you know why you here? The reason why God still got you here, because they need that old time religion. They, 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 they need you to sing Amazing Grace. How sweet that, you know, you know, it's funny. It's funny. I don't know what's wrong with my memory, but I don't have much memory about my childhood, you know. I just don't, I don't know, just, just don't, okay? But one of the good memories that I do have, I remember my father on the piano and he would be singing sometimes with Deacon Horny, sometimes with Middle at First Baptist. I quit going to church when I was 13, so I don't have a lot of church memory. I just don't, okay? But I remember them singing, I must tell Jesus. 
I, 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 I remember that I was one of the songs that he would sing, and it'd be him and another brother singing that. See, there's some songs that, that you ought to have remember uh, that your mama in the kitchen sang. And, and you can't get it out of you. There's something, you still got stuff to pass down. I said, oh, God did what took you from the public ministry to the private ministry. So now it's time for you to bless your children. Is there any great-grandmothers in the house that feel like they don't have no ministry? If you got people around you, you got a ministry. If you got people somewhere around you, you got ministry. You got to find out how God wants you. Serving is not always in the church. It's, it's about blessing somebody somewhere, somehow, in some way. And, and we and we waiting on ministry and folks is walking by us every day. That very person that keeps on hanging around you, God wants you to bless. That very person that stinks that sit next to you on the bus is waiting for you to bless them. My let me continue. Let me let me finish up. That's what he said. Rejoice in hope. <gasps> Gotta catch this one. He said that there never should be a time when a Christian shouldn't have hope. Amen. Amen. Wait a minute. Don't equate, don't interpret Christian hope with the same as world hope. World hope is that you wish. Christian hope is you know. Let me explain. There's some things we often know because the word of God says it. I don't have the manifestation of it yet, but I know. The reason I know, because my God says so. And my God is faithful. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Okay, let's. Let's just do this. The weatherman has already predicted what time the sun is going to come up tomorrow. Someone says 6.52. And they know what time it goes down. But wait a minute. How they know what the sun's going to do tomorrow but tomorrow hasn't come. But they already today, if you watch the news report, already tell you what time the sun is going to come up and what time the sun is going to go down. How do they know? They're not reading the future, but they are betting on the sun doing what it always does. It always does what it has always done. It is on a schedule. And for all these years, it's been faithful to its schedule. So therefore, they can predict, they can say, they can announce when it's coming up and when it's going down. Pinpoint it to the minute. 
based not on what they know based on that they have supernatural knowledge, but based on what the Son has always done, it will always do. If the Son is that faithful, the Son that our God placed in orbit, our God put the stars, the earth, the sun, and orbit, set it spinning around one another, put a timer on it that it would be faithful at what it does. If he made the orbit that faithful, how much more, how, how, how much more can we depend on our God? He's faithful. He will do exactly what he said he would do when he does. I don't know when he's going to do it. I know he's going to do it. I don't have to hope there's a heaven. I know there's a heaven. Based on what I have already experienced with my God, he has done everything he said he's going to do. So I know there's a heaven. I don't think I'm going. I know I'm going. Not based on how good I am, but I'm covered by the blood of Jesus. Is there anybody over here covered by the blood? The blood, the blood, the blood, the blood gets you in. Nothing but the blood. All by the blood. The blood gets us in. Oh, oh. Even if the clouds got the sun covered up, you still can pinpoint where the sun is at. At 12 noon, it's directly above my head. Though the clouds may blot it out, I know that behind the clouds, the S-U-N is still shining. But how you know, because for thousands of years, it does what it's supposed to do. Even when the clouds are in your life, you can still look to the hills. But with cometh your help, your help, your strength, your peace, your joy, coming from the Lord. Well, how you know he's going to show up? Because he always, he always, he always, he always, he always, he always show up just in time. Is your God awesome? Is your God awesome? He's worthy. He's worthy. The Bible says rejoice, not based on where you're at, but based on what he's going to do. I got hope. I know a change is going to come. Don't know how. Don't know when. Even if he don't bring me out, he got his hands. He got his hands on his children. Rejoice like there's no tomorrow. Rejoice like it's already done. Rejoice because your God is good. Rejoice because he's faithful. He's faithful. Our God is faithful. Nothing, nothing can separate us from the love of Christ Jesus. Nothing. The devil can't. The world can't. You can't separate. Aren't you glad? He loves you. He loves you. He loves you. 
What a mighty God we serve. When we can't count on nothing else, we have a Savior that we can count on. When we can't depend on nothing else, wait, wait, wait. Look to the hills from the cup of your hill. Start praising him. Start praising him for the hope that sometimes you got to stir up hope. Sometimes you got to start pronouncing the word to yourself. Sometimes you got to take the Psalms, open it up and say, I believe. Is anybody house believe that in spite of you believe it may be dark right now, but you say, I believe. Lord, I believe. Today, the Lord wants to prove himself to you.